Everyone bow your head. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and this time you've allowed us to be together. And I pray as Dan comes up here to preach this message that you'll be able to just open up our minds and give us the wisdom to be able to just comprehend this message and to be able to just imply and, and just put it into our lives, put it in practice, to be able to just live for you. And I just thank you for Dan as he's here to preach for us, to be able to just minister us. I thank you for him. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <clears throat> you know, I, I just had, um, while I'm singing my heart out in the back room, I was, I was mocked. Can you believe that? But I know. I, um, I, I won't say who mocked me, David Shepard. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, when I sing, sometimes I just don't get the words right. And I find that more as I age. And I just make up words, and I just told them I'm being led by the Spirit. You know what I'm saying? So even that last song, I Will Rise, um, I better read it because I won't get it near right. Uh, I, and I will rise when he calls my name. And it says, no more sorrow, no more pain. You understand there's going to be a day, there's going to be a day when the stresses and just the crud of the world is, is gone for those who have put their faith and trust in Christ. Now, I sing that song every time I will rise when he calls my name, no more sorrow, no more shame. I think that sounds better than pain, actually. And I feel that because, you know, what? there's going to be no more shame. There's going to be no more sorrow. We're going to be perfected. This flesh that fails so many ways is going to be gone, and God is going to be lifted up all the time. And so I hope when you hear that song, when you sing a song, you think it's just not words we're singing. There's a, there's a hope in, in that song that I don't know what your week or month or year has been like, but can I tell you there is, there is so much hope in Christ and that one day we're going to rise. So, man, that's just, that's just good stuff. That stuff will preach right there. All right. I've got an um, activity for you. Who remembers what Genesis spoke on last week? Just if you do it in... Two words, what was it about? Or one word? What? I heard, okay, good, y'all are paying attention. I'll tell them who we failed. Um, uh, sin, right? We, we all sin, we, and, and sin gets in the way, and it, it causes us to be in the wrong relationship with God. And we're going to talk about the fix for that. But first of all, I'm going to show some pictures of famous people on the TV screens here. And I want you, if you know who it is, don't say a word, okay? Don't say a word. I just want you to stand up right when you know who it is. And then we'll share who it is. You'll sit down. We'll do it again. Are you ready? Because we haven't moved a whole lot tonight, so you need some, some, some time to move. Okay, let's put the first one on the screen now. Okay, someone share who that is. Bruce Willis. Okay, everybody sit down. Okay, ready? Let's do this again. Ready? Go. Oh, okay. I know it. It is who? Bruce Springsteen, the boss right there. He's a, he's a singer from, he was awesome back in the day. I mean, he still is. Okay, let's take a look at the next one. Okay, who who is that, Finn? Madonna right there, Madonna. All right, sit down. Okay, understand, who is that? Katy Perry, okay, don't, don't, okay, good. Don't say it right away. I, I, I led y'all wrong there because I was like, who is that going to the next picture? Now, um, 
let's just, now, let me share this before we go to the next one. I'm not endorsing any of these folks, okay? So understand that. There's a wider range of folks. So it's not like Dan put a stamp of approval because he showed them on the, in the edge. No. So make sure you understand that. Let's see the, the, the next one. Okay, y'all, y'all need to help, help me out with this one. It's who? Chloe Kardashian. Okay. That was funny. Is either the adult stand-up or the student stand-up? I mean, there's a different age gap. Okay, let's see the next one. Sit down, all right. I had to put that in for her. All right, let's see the next one. Who's that? The Rock. The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, all right. Next one. Who's that? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Okay, that was a, that was a, a weird mixture of folks that got that one. Let's see next one. Who is it? 50 Cent. You got to say it, say it right. It's Mr. 50 Cent. Thank you, Jake. That's good. That's good. All right. Let's see the next one. <laughs> Bella, do you know? Okay. Who do you think is Karen? No. <laughs> who is it, Candy? Alice Cooper. That's right. That's right. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper's his name. That's right. Okay, let's see the next one. Oh, oh, all the guys. Yeah. <laughs> it is who? Kate Middleton, who is married to, she's a prince now. Right, royalty stuff. Okay, next one. Who's that? Wow. Missy? Who? Nope. Barry Bonds. Candy is killing it in this game. All right, let's see the, the next one. Okay, go, oh, wait, I think I do know who it is. Go ahead. Beyonce. Beyonce, no. All right, next one. Huh? Sharapova. Maria Sharapova. Okay, next one. Who's this? Jay-Z. Okay. I didn't know who it was. I was like, who's this guy? Is there any more left? A couple. How, how many more are left? Four, five, six. All right, let's see the next one. Who's that? Ben Diesel. Okay. Who's next? Who's that? It's who? Oh, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm just guessing. Do you know? Okay, I'll explain it later. That next one. Who is it? Oh, oh wait. Well, oh, Britney Spears. Oh, poor Britney. She's got hair at least. All right. Anymore? Who's that? Who's that? Wayne Rooney, huh? There we go. The soccer player guys know it. But I didn't know that. Wayne, okay, is that last one? Who's that? Miley Cyrus. Very end. Is that last one? Okay, hit the stop button for me up top. Okay. That was an 
eclectic view of folks, wasn't it? Now, let me ask you this, and don't shout it out yet, but what did they all have in common? Did you, do you know? Shh, don't say anything. Don't put your hands down. And it's not what you think it is. I'm kidding. It is. What is it? Cross. Every one of them in those photos were wearing a cross. Now, let me ask you this, and this is not, this is just a question from what you perceive from the lifestyles across the board. Are, is everybody you saw on the screen a practicing believer in Jesus Christ? No. Devout believer in, G, in Jesus Christ. Question Why are they wearing a cross? Fashionable, right? It's, it's, it's sort of cool at some point, right? I mean, there's something fashionable about it. Do you understand in the time that we live in, it's fashionable to wear a cross, but not to carry your cross? Do we understand the change in this world that we live in today? That people that live in all sorts of, some may know Christ that we saw. I'm not really convinced they all do. But the cross, you see it almost in everybody. There was a lot more I could have put up there but they didn't wear enough clothes for me to throw up into the edge. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, goodness. You know? So you know, the question I ask myself is, what is the cross? Do we understand that the cross in its essence, what that cross is and what they wear, and it's in church, they have ta ta tattoos. If you've got a, more than eight tattoos, I'd, I'd say more than four on your body, one of them is going to have a cross in it. I'm convinced. I've not met someone that that's not true. So, man, if, if you've got tattoos, you believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, there, there's, you go, wow. And, but do we understand that the cross is an instrument of death? Now, let's take a look at a couple more pictures here that I've got. Take a look. What, what, what's that? When's the last time you saw someone with an electric chair necklace char charm? Huh? Like, yo, yo, check it out. Instrument of death. Cross is an instrument of death. Electric chair, instrument. Next one. What, what's that called? Guilty. No, the, your head goes in the whole slot. Your body lays on the rest of it, and it comes sliding down and whacks your head off your body. It's an instrument of death. We don't see shirts that really have this on it. It's not something we, we boast about a lot. Let's take a look at the next one. Right? We've seen this. The noose. Do you know how hard it is? When I search for some pictures to sort of show these, it's really sad, our, the state of our world. Can I tell you just the atrocities that you can just see when you, 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 you do a search on an image? Look, look at the next one. That, that's actually a, a, um, a wood etching of William Tyndale. Do you know what he did? What? in English. He was the first to do it, to write it in English, so that those that, that, that didn't understand the Greek or the Latin or, or whatever, so that they could understand it. And do you know what? He was burned at the stake because he did that. Now, two years later, um, the King James Version was authorized after he was killed, and they used most of his work to help create that book that we have. But he died for his faith, burned at the stake, instrument of death. More of them would be lethal injection, firing squad, 
um, being drawn and quartered, being lynched. There's, there's many instruments of death. And I just want to, we're, not talk, we're talking about the cross tonight. That's what we're talking about. Because I want you to understand something about the cross. It, in its essence, is an instrument of death. But for the believer in Jesus Christ, there's so much more to it. And what we're going to do tonight, we're going to read in the book of Mark. Who wrote the book of Mark? Y'all are brilliant. Brilliant! That's right. Mark wrote the book of Mark. And we're going to be in Mark 15. And we're just going to read from when he was sentenced to die on a cross to when he died. I'm going to explain a couple things about it as we go through it. And we're going to be done because there's something important for us remembering what the cross is about. That it's an instrument of death, but God uses it to bring life. Okay, an instrument of death, God uses it. So we're going to be in Mark chapter 15. So if you've got your Bible, and I hope you do, that's a quote from someone. I won't say who. <coughs> Turn to Mark chapter 15. And we're going to begin in verse 12. Okay, and I think we've got, have we got it for the screen there? Catherine, I just want to make sure we've got it. We do? Okay, perfect. So I'm not going to ask you all to stand because we're going to read a lot. No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ask you all to stand tonight. But yeah, thanks for, yeah, it's time to stand up. He's, uh, that's get, there's a lot we're going to read. and We're just going to read through and then talk about. We're going to read through and talk about. So just follow along with me. And before we do, man, let's just pray one more time because reading God's word there's something so important about reading God's word together. More important than anything that I can say. Uh, so let's just pray before we start. Dear God, we thank you for your word. And God, I just ask for you right now to rest in this place and, and just to be here. Uh, you know where each of us have come from the days that we've had, the weeks that we've had, the struggles that we've had. But Lord, as we come here right now and as your word is, 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 is spoke aloud, Lord, help it to fall on us, on ears that hear, on, on hearts that respond. Lord, help us to have a, a conf, con, confessing spirit, uh, and Lord, not to, to put up a wall, but hear um, what your son did, hear about his love and your love for us, uh, to hear about the pain and, and to, to, to feel it in one way. So we understand the cost that it was to you, uh, that you loved us that much. And Lord, I just, I'm, I'm just amazed at your love for us. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So just follow along with me. We're just going to begin in verse 12. And this is what it says. It says, And Pilate again said to the, them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him. And Okay, they cried out to him, understand, cross, kill him. Kill him in a way that is the most painful that we can think of. Stick him on a cross. You know, being crucified on a cross means that you are nailed to a cross and you're hung up and most of the time it takes 12 hours or more for you to die. Your body gets tired. You've got to lift yourself up on the nails that, that are dug into you to breathe, and your body finally gets tired, and you suffocate because you can't lift up to breathe. And finally, you're too weak to do it, and you you suffocate. You strangle from air in a very slow way, being hung, hurt for 12 hours or more. That's the way it works. So understand, when they say crucify him, 
That's more than I want you dead. I want you dead, and I want you to hurt. I want you to hurt every, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hate in that statement. Did you have something? Oh, I thought I saw a hand in the purple. Like, question. No, you're good. Sorry. So, Pilate said to them, what, what, why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Pilate had the power to stop it, but he gave in to the crowd. He said, okay, fine. This is what you want. I'm going to give you what you want. So he delivered him to be crucified. In verse 16, and the soldiers led him away inside the palace. And they called together the whole battalion. And they clothed him in a purple cloak. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on him. And they began to salute him. They began to mock him. They were making fun of him to his face. A man who was about to die for, not doing, for, for, for doing nothing wrong. They are mocking him, saluting him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. They were just, they were just, have you ever seen someone be a jerk, 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 jerk before? It may not be you, but you saw him being a jerk to someone else at school. They were just being mean. Don't miss that. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him, and they led him out to crucify him. Crucify him. Verse 21, it says, And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and and Rufus, to carry his cross, because he was too weak to carry it on his own. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of of a skull, and they offered him wine and mix, uh, mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Now, the, 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 the Romans would give them this mixture of wine and myrrh, which would help to numb and deaden, deaden some of their, their thoughts. Uh, it was the only act of mer- mercy that they, they would give, but he refused to, to take it. If you can say they gave an act of mercy to a person they're about to crucify. Verse 30, 24, and they crucified him and divided his garments among them, ca- casting lots for them to de- decide um, uh, what each should take. And it was the third hour when they crucified him. Okay, it was the third hour they crucified him. Now, on the, the, the Jewish day, the day began at 6 a.m. at sunrise. So the third hour, three hours after sunrise would be what? 9 a.m. Okay, they cru- crucified him at 9 a.m. in the morning. Let's go on, verse 26. And the inscri- inscription of the charge against him read, The king of the Jews. And with him they cr- crucified two rob- robbers, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him, w- wagging their heads and saying, Ah, you who had destroyed the temple and rebuilt, rebuilt it in three days, save yourself. And come down from the cross. They just relentlessly mocked him. We sometimes think that we get beat up upon and mocked. Just relentless. Hung on the cross. Still being mocked. It says verse 31. So also the chief priests with the scribes mocked him to one another saying. 
He saved others. He cannot save himself. They would even admit that he saved others, that he healed others. They, they saw it. They could not deny what they saw. Verse 32, let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see him and believe. Those who are crucified with him also reviled him, mocked him. Everybody. And then it says this, and when the sixth hour had come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. Sixth, sixth hour would be what? Twelve o'clock. Six hours, twelve o'clock, six hours past dawn. Till the ninth hour, which is what? Three o'clock. So we're talking three hours, there's, a, there's darkness over the land. Now some have gone, well, that's, they didn't explain this because there, there was an eclipse. There was a, there was a, a solar eclipse, and, and so that's why there was darkness, and it just happened to fall on that day, and that's the way it worked. Let me share with you this. On August the 21st, 2017, I know that state because that's my wife's birth date. Very important for me to know. There's going to be a solar eclipse, a full solar eclipse. It's going to go across the U.S., and, ma- and mainly we will see it, but it won't be full here. But if you, if you look at, I think it's Nebraska, Tennessee, um, and South C- Carolina, that's the path that it takes. And if you're within 100 miles of the middle of, of that path, you will see the full solar eclipse where the, 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 the sun will be blocked out completely and it, it, it will, will look dark, which is going to be a pretty cool day. It's about a, 150 miles from here that you've got to drive to go and see it. I'm thinking, oh, that might be a pretty cool trip because that doesn't occur very often. But can I tell, tell you this? Wherever you go, if you are at the best place to see it, the longest the solar eclipse will last is 2 minutes, 28 seconds. 2 minutes, 28 seconds. And here it tells us that the, the sky was dark for 3 hours. And this is a picture, they say, and a lot will say, of, of, of the grief of God. Because some, something is occurring at this point that has never occurred before. Now let's read on verse 33 again and when the sixth hour had come there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour and at the ninth hour jesus cried with a loud voice eloi eloi lemma sabachthani which means my god my god why have you forsaken me and some of the bystanders hearing it said behold he is calling elijah and, and someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. Now we read in the other Gospels that he dies six hours after he is, he's put on the cross. And usually it would take nine, ten, twelve hours. But because of the custom of the day and of the the, 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 the Passover day it was, they were going to break their his the legs of all those that were on the cross, so they would buy, die by sunset, so it wouldn't be going into the next day, because that would be unclean and, and, and sort of a not, not a, a good thing. But when they came to G, G, Jesus, they found out that he was already dead, and it surprised them. And can I tell you this? Because it's the truth we need to understand. As b- believers in Christ, we've got to understand this. The cross did not kill Jesus Christ. 
Okay, the, the, the cross, which is an instrument of execution and of death, did not kill Jesus Christ. It says from, the tw- the, from 12 o'clock to th- 3 o'clock, 6 to the ninth hour, there was darkness on the land. And he says something that's interesting. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Do you understand in this time is when the sin of, 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 of you and uh, me and you and mankind were placed on Jesus on the cross. And because God is holy and, and per, per, perfect without sin, Jesus became the perfect, sinless, what was sinless became sinful. And he took our sin on that cross. And because the, our sin was placed upon him, God turned his back for the first time in eternity ever. He was separated from the Son. And sin, our sin, is what killed Jesus on the cross. His death was the payment for our sin. You know, in, in, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, I think I've, I've got it for this. And this is my favorite, favorite verse. It's, it, just, it just is right now. It's for, for our sake, he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin. Jesus was perfect and beautiful, and our sin came upon him, and he became disgusting and ugly, and so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And in verse 34, it says that he breathed his, um, he said, why have you forsaken me? And in verse 37, he uttered a loud cry and breathed his last. And do we understand that in that instant that the cross which was an instrument of death became a place of hope and life that in the cross where he died the payment was made it became not an instrument a thing of death but a place where hope and life came which we did not have it goes on to say and the curtain which was separating the you know the 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 priest and the people from from God it says it was torn from top to bottom a, a, a symbol that the old covenant was done and there was a new new covenant relationship with Christ the sacrifice of Christ which supersedes all things and it was torn from top to bottom and when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in that saw that in this way he breathed his last he said Truly, this man was the son of God. Man. The cross. That's what the cross is. I could add a lot to it, but I don't, I don't need to. Why, why do we wear a cross? Why do I, I, I would love to see you wear a cross uh, and one that just looks, looks be- beautiful, like maybe some that you even saw. I mean, that's, that's a nice cross because the cross is a beautiful thing to those who believe in Jesus Christ. But if you do not have in faith in Jesus Christ, all it is is an instrument of death. And it's, it's, a, it's actually a picture of your reje- rejection of God uh, is what it is. The, um, I would ask this in the story, you know, who, who are you when it comes to the cross? Are you Pilate who is swayed by the crowd on where you live your faith? Are you um, are you uh, the sol- 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 soldiers who who cast lots for his clothing, and you're more wor- wor- worried about you and what you have 
in what he did and, and who he is. Are you the um, the people on the ground and the I think they call them the chief priests who mocked him because you think, man, I don't, I don't need him. I'm good enough. Or are you the centurion who looks at him and goes, man, I need him bad. He is the son of God. He is who he says he is. When you come to the cross, how do you come? Because we all come some way. In the cross, there's hope. There's life. There's a, there's a, a video series. Y'all have watched it a few weeks. And this is, it was like 14 minutes long. You're going to watch about four and a half minutes of it. Uh, of just some points that are going to sort of enforce a little bit of what I've taught tonight. So we're going to sort of wrap up. I'll close a little bit r- right here at the end. But take a look at this video. Christians are pretty weird people, aren't they? Hey, Amen. Christians celebrate the brutal death of Jesus. Think about that. It's a pretty weird thing to do. No other religion celebrates the death of its leader. But for Christians, the death of Jesus Christ is massively important. Why is that? Jesus, speaking of himself, says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus spent several years traveling around the countryside from village to village and from town to town, preaching to people and performing miracles. But he tells his disciples he has come to give his life as a ransom for many. That his death releases people who are held in a hostage situation. We are held captive by sin, and the ransom to be paid is blood. So Jesus' death is something worth celebrating because it's the only way that we can be saved from our sin. It's the way Jesus rescues us. It was brutal, scary, and public, but not surprising. Jesus knew when he was going to die. It was no accident. He wasn't tricked. He wasn't surprised. He spent the week before his death in Jerusalem teaching in the courts of the temple, though with all the questions and discussions, the busyness of the city, he wasn't distracted. He knew the religious rulers were coming for him. He knew that when he went to pray in the Garden of Gethsemane, he would be arrested. He knew they would accuse him falsely. He knew they would hand him over to the Romans and that he would die on a cross. And he did it all to give his life as a ransom for many. Despite the pain of dying and the humiliation of people shouting insults at him, the worst thing for Jesus was that God abandoned him. From eternity, Father, Son, and Spirit have enjoyed a perfect relationship, and now the heart of God is being ripped apart. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? On the cross, Jesus was abandoned by God. 
It was Jesus that God was punishing. But Jesus had led a sinless life. Not even his fiercest enemies could prove he'd done anything wrong. So why would God be punishing him? And why did Jesus willingly subject himself to this? The simple yet mind-boggling answer is that he was willingly taking the punishment for our sin. He was punished in our place so that we could be rescued. The Son of Man was giving his life as a ransom for many. In this room, everything we've ever done, said and thought is on display. And not just the way we've treated others, but the way we've treated God is also recorded. All these things separate us from God. As Jesus takes every rebellious thing on himself, all the filth from our lives, all the sickness of our hearts, our lies and hate and greed, Jesus had to be separated from his Father. As Jesus hung on the cross, he was abandoned by God. He always enjoyed a perfect relationship with his Father and perfectly obeyed him. He had never been separated from God for a moment. But while Jesus was on the cross, he was punished for our sin. That's why Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It couldn't have been his sin that separated him from God because the Bible tells us that Jesus had led a perfect life. No, it was our sin. In those agonizing moments, Jesus took upon himself all the punishment that our sin, everything in this room, deserved. The result of Jesus' extraordinary self-sacrifice is simply this. We can be accepted by God. Jesus died as my substitute in my place, taking the punishment I deserve. Jesus paid the price for sin so that we never have to. The amazing truth is that Jesus loves me enough to die for my sin. Jesus died for my sin and for the sin of everyone who puts their trust in him. That's it. I about came running up in the middle of that thing I was done. Um, uh, let me just cl close with this. The cross is an instrument of death and pain but it, 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 it's the place of, of hope. And so when I read in Mark chapter 8, uh, and it says this in quite a few spots in the Gospels, it says uh, in verse 34, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and, fo and, fo and follow me. Um, for whoever would save his life will lose it. But who, whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will sa save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? I am going to tell you when you look at that, take up your cross and follow him. The cross is a thing uh, in life that, that is going to be painful. Uh, living for Christ is going to cost you. But as, as, as you, you carry your cross, you're also, that's bringing the hope of Christ to those around you. Uh, the cross is a place of hope. So carry, deny yourself, carry your Christ cross. Why? It's hard. I don't know if I can. Is it worth it? Yeah, why? Because he's worth it.
not because you're good enough, but he is worth it. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the cross. Lord, when we look at it, when we see it, whether a friend has got it on, we see it on TV, as we go by a church, as we drive by and we see it, may we remember um, of what it is and where our hope is found in you and uh, the gift of your son. And may we be challenged and may we be moved to act for your honor and glory, no matter the cost. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, have a great week.